Are you a leader in customer success, pre-sales, professional services, support? Do you work behind the scenes and roll up your sleeves to make sure that customers are happy? Renew. Then this is for you. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Welcome to the GSD Podcast. Getting it done. Services, success, and software. We'll talk with the pros that have been in the trenches, getting service teams off the ground, launching new types of groups to service customers, or running agencies that don't have a product attached to it. For the pros, by the pros. This is the GSD Podcast, and this is your host, Jeff Kushmerick. Hey there, it's Jeff. Uh, thanks for uh, clicking play on the podcast. Always appreciate it. Wanted to chat quickly about uh, Brad, who's who's the guest on the podcast. Uh, as, I, as I say in the podcast, I'm super psyched because Brad reached out to me and I saw that his title was VP of Implementation. And I was like, oh my God, it's it's Neo. It's the chosen one. Uh, finally, I've seen that as a title. And, and, and um, so I was super excited. Brad's super well-spoken, uh, very smart, uh, going to go lots of places, I'm sure. And uh, he came from a big four background and uh, then took a, a role um, with Endeavor, which does some pretty complicated um, human resource management and workforce management uh, software. So uh, his team is behind that. And he's just really approached things in all the right way. He reached out to me and, uh, you know, we get together every once in a while and, and, and chat over some of the best practices and everything. And to be honest, he's given me some ideas for some of my blog posts because um, I was like, oh, that's a good blog post. Let me write that up. So definitely huge credits for that. Um, quick thing. Uh, I got a bunch of podcasts lined up. I actually have been bad on the production side of things. We're getting them actually released and put in the picture and a little, all that little stuff. So, um, carve some time over the holidays and try and get these out over, um, a, a once a week or as quick as I get them in. Um, and I would not say that except for the last two people I've talked to found the podcast and they had found it via, um, LinkedIn and things like that. So, um, I, I don't want to sound like Joe Rogan or anybody like that, but if you do have the chance to go into iTunes and, um, give a review, even if you think, um, you know, full of, you know what, uh, that would be great. And, and the only reason why I say that in this podcast is I would love to reach out to more people like Brad. And if they're in iTunes or podcast app and they're searching for professional services or implementation or things like that, that this comes up. And I know that they use reviews, um, to, to feed the search results. Uh, I think as I've mentioned a couple of times before, I'll never monetize this podcast. It's truly a labor of love and by the people for the people, but, uh, would love to keep getting out to more and more people, um, doing really well in that regards. Um, and, uh, just, uh, want to keep that, that train up. So hope you enjoy the podcast and, um, I'll be back in a little bit with another one. And we are recording. Fantastic. And so people who've listened to the last couple of podcasts or so, I've got the It's Funny tally going for my transitional statement. So we don't need to put those snarky comments on the LinkedIn post. Uh, like I, I understand. I say that a lot. Um, so. <laughs> 
The interesting point, though, is that when I brought it up to Brad, I see I just had to stop myself right there. There you go. Yeah. Brad said he uses that term a lot as well. So I we do. just we we have these thoughts in our heads about how we do our go about our work, and then we hear somebody agree with us, and we're like, that's kind of funny. So. So Brad, yeah. introduce yourself. Uh, we've known each other. Is it this year? Actually, it's 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 an interesting thing because you're not in my direct network of people that I've worked with, which is awesome because you know I just like hearing from other people. And I think you right. reached out to me, right? You just suddenly somebody might forward you. How did that all happen? So I I was a listener of the podcast. Um, so I am uh, I, I've listened to. Uh, many GSD podcasts while I feel on so runs. sorry. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. No, well, well, on well, on runs, and I'll say it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because um, this is the this is the work I do. I kind of I kind of sought this uh, this this forum out as as kind of a for the people by the people type yeah, communication mode, right? And yeah. And and what's interesting is is I almost primarily listen to podcasts either in the car or um, you know on a run. Yeah. Uh, neither of which are great places to like take notes, but, but this is, you know, when you talk with people uh, or when you listen to podcasts like this, you, you, uh, you kind of have to. So many runs um, listening to you as well as kind of many stops, taking some notes on my cell phone. Um, but, but yeah, with, in my new, um, in my new role, which I say new, it's been six months, which, which feels more like six years. Uh, you know, I just, <laughs> a lot of the, a lot of the topics that, that I listened to with you and your network very much resonated. So um, reached out, you were very gracious and, and we've kind of maintained this, this uh, um, back that's, and forth that, for that, a few months now. That's awesome. When I started the podcast, it was, you were the, the core listener, right? Which got, yeah. had to, I had to think about, cause it got me through a lot of imposter syndrome a while. Cause I'm like, you know, some of the people I've talked to like, Andrew Fang and you know, like Scott Roth, like you guys, they're better than I am. They'd be like, why are you interviewing me? Like, so yeah, yeah. I was going through this thing or like, Oh, here's Kashmirik with another one of his war stories again. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but the, the idea was that, listen, it's total, as I say, like blue collar, like what my dad, the plumber, like total blue collar, yeah. like talk and shop. Right. Uh, we, we don't really do the autobiographical, like then I did this and there's this thing that I did, unless it really helps out the Absolutely. conversation but this should it's you know part therapy part like how did you fix this problem like you know yep. this is evolving and unlike customer success and some other things that are out there there's not a massive you know community around this and everything there's not so, nope. but my, my hope is to find more people like you and get them on and talking and get outside my network so you know i don't make a dime off it there's, i'm not ever gonna put an ad placement in or pimp a product or anything like that it's truly just to find yeah. more people like us because we're a little underrepresented you know it used to be professional services but now it's kind of this is a great segue into what you're doing now it's splintered right. off over the last few years into professional services being implementation for a lot of SaaS companies. And so Absolutely. when you reached out, uh, <laughs> uh, try not to use the inappropriate terms here, but I was like, he's the one, he's the first one. Here's the, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the first one where it's been recognized as you are a functional leader of implementation, not like, Oh, we, we have this implementation component over here and we're going to give it to some manager. Like you are yes. leading a functional group called implementation so Absolutely. give us how you got there and um and in what you're doing now and then you know we got the we can get a bunch of things we can get into after that yeah absolutely so so how i got there through was through most recently kind of the formal professional services route so um involved in in um consulting for for um one of the big four uh spent a lot of time kind of learning some of the the ins and outs and in, in, in the procedures both of, of 
within our uh, industry and the specific verticals that I serve now at Endeavor, but um, but also um, from a from kind of a ways of working perspective. Uh, prior to prior to consulting, I, I did spend some time um, in in manufacturing and um, you know a major automotive OEM and. Um, all of those kind of transitioned to a point where I was looking for an opportunity um, and, and an organic opportunity primarily for, um, uh, you know, growth with specifically within SaaS and with the, with the growth company. Um, fortunately, the, um, the, the role itself, as well as the relationships that, that kind of I had made throughout the previously worked out with, uh, with Endeavor. I'll tell you a little bit more about Endeavor, but about the role itself, I, I can't take any credit for the role. I have to give the entire role, uh, the entire credit to uh, my boss, our CEO, Brandon Shores. Um, first of all, uh, you know, kind of unbelievable from an operational perspective, a vision perspective, but but a, a very unique kind of um, combination of the fact that he's he's essentially grown up in in this company. Oh, okay. But has also, but also has the 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 vision required to, to take us where we need to be, right? So he knows what our customer needs at the granular level. He knows what our organization needs at the granular level. And, and he presented this position to me as, as VP of implementation. And um, I had kind of the same, the same feedback, right? So what, what exactly is this? What's the, what's the <laughs> engagement? And, um, you know, basically the way we look at it, the way he looks at it now and the way that, that I kind of now drive and, and mold and shape the rest of the organization is, look, we serve, a, a highly complex um, environment um, that requires deep adoption at the process level. Um, uh, and, and as a point solution, um, we need to seamlessly integrate and, and, and be adopted by a broader ecosystem of applications as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's um, in order to do that, you know, certainly you need the, the technical nature and, and, and we have a fantastic product that's, that's maturing daily, right? And then, but, but certainly the functional nature as well. And, and how do we meld those two? Mm -hmm. it's, it's specific and paramount focus on implementation. And so, uh, so all credit to the boss. It was a new role um, when it was, um, uh, when I joined. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was, that was all him. That's amazing. And, and you know, that was one of my questions. I was like, was it your idea? Like, yeah, I'll take that gig, but it's going to be the VP of implementation. Like, that's awesome. No, no, no so. it was, yeah, it was. And, and so, I mean, I think that the, what's important though is, Okay, so what, where do we go from here, right? And and I don't know. We don't we don't know what that looks like. We talked about what that looks like, but you know, certainly we need to make sure that implementation is considered in the broader customer journey and it fits in well. Not everything, you know, both from you know leads to to pre sales to to the actual implementation and then and then beyond. Um, but but securing that kind of robust foundation is 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 critical first. Um, and you know, I don't want to give. A, I don't want to discredit, you know, the fantastic team that I have for me, right? We're doing some fantastic services work, right? Yeah. We're doing some great consultative work. Um, but the core of our uh, core of our function is to be the plumbing from that sales to, to oh, our yeah. success team and, and get people up to speed and highly configured and, and, uh, and provide value quickly. A hundred percent. And I know, so we talk, you know, every few weeks and everything. And so yeah. I know that you're always crediting the team and, and, and all that stuff. Um, do me a quick favor uh, for the people who don't know Endeavor SaaS B two B. Like, what's your what's your current? Like, you get called in to do an implementation. What is your standard yeah, customer so, usually like? SaaS B two B. We serve three primary markets: um, manufacturing, and within manufacturing, food processing is is really kind of our our major growth engine right now. But we yeah. we serve both um, uh, uh, discrete and process manufacturing, and and that's that's kind of our biggest. Um, 
uh, our biggest customer base. We also serve government and, and energy and utilities. So um, what we are a workforce management um, solution that provides uh, essentially labor optimization, visibility, and employee engagement for complex enterprises. So if you um, are a shift-based organization with highly paid individuals and complex rules, uh, i.e. unions um, or fatigue rules, whatever it might be. Um, we provide you the information, the visibility, and ultimately kind of the optimization and employee engagement mm -hmm. um, while integrating with your broader workforce management application ecosystem. So, you know, not only will you be able to, you know, identify and, and, and optimize your, your labor pool, but you also have that um, streamlined within, you know, your, 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 your broader systems that, sure. that, that make up that workforce management area. So, um, that's, uh, that's what we do and um, you know, ultimately, you know, our customers specifically, what, what my team and our team is focusing on is you know, specific, you know, spe especially in the manufacturing world, specific facilities, specific um, uh, you know, enterprise you know, folks that, um, that, that providing both value at the global level, the regional level, and then the local level at the, at the factory and employee level um, to, uh, to, those, to, to those areas. That's great. It's super important. Um, I, when I'm, I, I can empathize with you in some areas because one of my customers is uh, HCM solution and a lot of these yeah. factor in. So when I hear like unions and California laws and, and all that yeah. stuff, I just know it, it gets complex and, and it's nice to be working on important stuff, right? Like yeah. sometimes when my friends are looking around and they're talking about, oh, I'm interviewing here or there. I'm like, go with the one that saves people money and that becomes a valuable part of, of the company yeah. and how they run. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, that's the, that's the great part about a company and a solution like Endeavor is, you know, we're, we're serving both needs. We're serving the, the business needs and the enterprise needs. And that's, that's, that's obviously who, who many cases is writing the check, yeah. but we're genuinely improving the employee experience as well. Right. So we have that impact at all levels. Um, what that does for us at a, from a business perspective is, is it makes us sticky, which, uh, which yep. we very much like. And, um, but, uh, but, but it also, it presents a challenge going back to implementation is, you know, how do you serve the needs of both a, um, customer who is, who is an employee, but also the, the needs of a, a, a CTO or, or, a, yeah. a, a, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, I, we typically call this the B2B to C problem, right? Like you're selling yeah. B2B, but then you're essentially turning it into a consumer play with their end users after that. Yep. Right? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So listen, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I just tossed it into the agenda because I, I remembered when you first started, you were coming from big four and it was a kind of a big switch for you to go from big four to the startup world and then implementing what I call a minimum viable process and things like that. Yeah. Want to get into that a little bit and sort of how that's been going along over the last few months? Yeah. You, so, so um, you'd get an answer, different answer from me and you'd get a different answer uh, th than you would from my wife right now, I'd say probably, but um, it's been, it's been awesome. You so only kick the dog before, once a day now. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> It's been fantastic. So, so first and foremost, it's it's what I was seeking. Um, and in fact, you know, before joining the consulting route, uh, I really did join it with the idea that hey, I want to I want to be ultimately you know grow the skills, build the skills, uh, the diverse kind of you know um, vertical experience to be able to uh, provide value in a in kind of a growth company. So, from that perspective, I'm a bit of a glutton for punishment that I've always been seeking this out. Now, the the difference is um, for for those uh, of, of, of the people who are listening or, or um, who, who will, will 
you know, listen or know me between big four and, and the startup are, couldn't be more different, right? Um, first and foremost, I, I, I always say the joke, um, you know, again, fantastic team. We have a, we have a, we have a, a lot of work to be done, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I've, um, since I put fingers to keys on an SOP, right? Standard yep. operating procedure for a customer. And yep. I think within the first, the, the, the first or second week there was, hey, we need to get something out the door. You know, nobody else has a bandwidth to do it. Friday night, seven o'clock. <laughs> All right, let's roll. Give it to me, right? Yep. Um, you know, it, it, whereas, whereas before there's, you know, you, you, have, you have countless, um, countless opportunities. I think, you know, there, there's a lot of benefits, pros and cons as it relates to the process, right? I, I, do, I do feel like, you know, the over proceduralization sometimes in, in big four uh, hampers you and, mm-hmm. and, and ultimately makes you less cost competitive outside of a few very specific markets. Yeah. Whereas here, our, our ability to deliver in an agile manner is, is, is really completely day and night to that, to that yeah. experience. Um, so yeah. quick, quick thing on that. Cause uh, so I, I don't feel too bad about yourself with the over process. Here's, yeah. here's my perspective on this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, it, so I'll go back to me and my kids always watch survivor and stuff like that. Like you have these people who never, you know, lived outside and stuff like that and never right. were in the rain. And then after 40 days, like they could do anything. Right. And so yep, I kind of yep. view it like that. Like if you could get exposed to all that process and you're able to take that and then adapt it to what you really need, I think you have a huge leg up with my little asterisk saying you have to be of the personality type that can roll with it. Cause some people, they can't like they just their circuits over get overwhelmed because I don't understand. I've got this Gantt chart and this moved three days. So I got to shift it forward. And yeah. I'm like, Whoa, like you, do you want that? So we want to get this customer alive. You don't want to piss them off with change orders in the SAS world and stuff like yeah. that. So some people can flex up because I'll also say that you are dealing with selling into or larger organizations that will say, Hey, listen, I'm guessing total guess here. They're going to say, Hey, before we sign up with you, we're going to have you talk with our PMO organization or yep, something absolutely. like that. And you yep. need to be able to talk about that and show off examples. And, and the agile people can't really do yep. that. So, so that's my thoughts on that whole thing. Like you need, you need that experience to be able to, you know, have that foundation that you then craft to be able to take it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. And, and I, w- I won't say that I've found the balance exactly perfect yet. I think I, I, um, I probably am too much and my, my team uh, would probably, would probably agree. I, I, I sway too much one way towards, Hey, we need to process the shit out of this to back to, Hey, let's just, let's just figure this out and get it over the finish line. But yeah. I will say every day um, we're getting a little bit closer to kind of a, an ambient level, but, but I, um, I, I do think that, you know, here at Endeavor where we were at a point where a little bit more of the, the, the process, the, the proceduralization was, was needed. And so mm-hmm. um, now, now as we swing back towards kind of left to center here, we'll, um, we'll, we'll, be, in, we'll be in good shape. But, but to your point on the PMO, um, that's been my last, my last two weeks with, yeah. with, uh, with, one of our, with one of our largest customers is, is as we engage with, with the global implementation to, to you know, hundreds, hopefully hundreds of facilities, um, you know, they, they want to see how this, you know, this is the way that we do things. This is the way that you will be doing things. And then, you know, we need to be able to have kind of very fluid and relevant conversations, yeah. you know, back and forth with them as well. So couldn't agree more. So on that note, um, are you at that point yet where you feel that you could say like, here's our standard process, right? Like we do the same 
12, 15, 50. For me, they're usually in the 65 range, but like, do you, yeah. this is our plan. This is how we do it. Here's the list of tasks that we always do. Every customer gets this so we can start at least standardizing on this and then maybe we 80, 20 it through for our customers or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, and in fact, it's, it's funny, we have a, we have a two hour happy hour session to, to make improvements on that standard process uh, this afternoon. Right. Awesome. So um, I would say we did, that was, that was like, you know, when I came in, I had, I, did, I didn't come in with a playbook like that I, that I expressed to everybody, but um, I had an internal playbook and an internal kind of structure that I, I was working towards. And yeah. to me, that was, that was step one is to be a, um, to, to first, well, I should say step one is to learn the team, learn the environment, learn, learn our customers and right. learn what we do, our product, et cetera. Um, but, but, but step two and maybe it was one B was to, to define that, that structure. And I don't want to, I don't want to lose any credit to the work, the great work that had done before I joined. Mm -hmm. um, there was a solid structure in place. I just think we, we probably had a solid structure in place with about 20 of those variables. And now it's closer to that 50 to 60 task, task base range um, of which, it's going to always improve. Um, right. I, I always butcher this um, this comment uh, or this this quote from the the CEO of MuleSoft that, that says, you know, if 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 a process or a procedure doesn't you know sound right or a standard doesn't seem right, it's probably not because it's right. probably made for for when your organization was forty people or fifty people, and now that you know for us we're we're you know eighty plus and growing as as we roll, um, we would expect those, and so mm -hmm. um, I think you know standardize or stabilize and improve is, is something I kind of learned back in my, uh, by, back in my lean manufacturing days and, yeah. and something that we have to take on here to the, to the delivery process as well. Oh, hundred percent. And you know, <clears throat> you'll, I wound up seeing in some places you're going to have like two or three standard processes. Here's our small yep. medium process. Here's our big ass customer process. Here's the, you know, absolutely. But you said it right where you just, you're just tweaking it and going along the way and making the changes and seeing what works. Absolutely. So, Oh, I, I, you did drop the fact that you're, you're kind of in this, this pre-sales thing and you're doing some, some work with like a prospect and which is awesome. Cause you know, my perspective is implementation needs to get in there versus the, you just got handed over a contract. Yeah. Uh, and, and so where are you, are you, have you been able to successfully interject the implementation team into the pre-sales process so that a certain alarm goes off at a certain stage and you get called in? So the, the bad stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. I, so, so to be, uh, to be fair, the, the, the process that we're at, actually, this is one of the wins for the year that, that uh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to here, but um, we, we've actually uh, successfully completed the pre-sale process and, and getting ready to, to get going with this, with the customer I had mentioned. So we're, we're all incredibly excited about that and some ramp up associated as it relates to pre-sales. Um, I'm heavily involved uh, yeah. specifically and, and in my team, um, who, who all of which are, are much smarter as it relates to, to workforce management, HCM environment, as well as our product um, are also heavily involved. I, I think we have, so, so we have the right injection points. Um, what we're working towards and, and what we'll, we'll work towards a little bit deeper is, um, you know, kind of structuring that process such that we get the right information. And as we become more mature, I think as a, as a company, our injections will be maybe, um, a little bit more considered in that process as well, if you will. So uh, right right now we're in this weird juxtaposition where you know we can provide value to um, all of our customers and with with the configurability of our product. Now, how does that impact you know timelines? How does that impact you know performance? Whatever it might be, that's where you know I think we have a little bit of opportunity to to say 
um, you know, in this in this pre-sales process, you know, let's consider this X, Y, and Z from a timeline cost perspective. Um, but but I think we're 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 doing at the very least a good enough job right now, and and we just have to grow those processes with with our growth and our maturity as well. So yeah. um, I, I know I know that's a, a topic that both you and I have talked about and you write about. Well, as long as sales is on board, right? So sales is on board, like they don't think you're slowing the deal down by getting in, like they find you as a necessary piece. I think they, I think they do, in the, in from from a from the sense that right now, and this is the uniqueness of our of our product. It's actually a, a our team right now, and it's actually a strong benefit. You know, we essentially play that sales engineer role, our implementation team in many cases. So so they absolutely see us. Now it's funny. There's a fine line, right? And and uh, it'd be interesting to, to to see if any of the sales folks uh, to listen to this. There's a fine line where it's, hey, we need you, and then it's okay, be gone, right? But. Um, but but as long as we keep pushing that line, that this is where right. I go back to. Keep as long as we keep pushing that line with with kind of our maturity process, I'm comfortable with that. But but the engagement is there right now. I think they'll if, if history serves me correct here. I think what will wind up happening is, and I've interviewed customers post sales on these things. Yeah, they find that they were able to pair up with the implementation resource. Um, more than the salesperson, more than the sales engineer, because yep. they're like, hey, you know, these people came in, they're non-commissioned, all they're doing yep. is working with customers. They know the software better than anybody. They know Absolutely. the use cases, you yep. know, uh, like my standard, you know, vague, wide sweeping statement is, you know, sales and the sales engineers, they know the, the 30 things in the grid that the product does and absolutely you know and your, your your competitor does 28 of them and you need 32 of them so we're going to bring the implementation team you know yep. and it gets to that point where you're they're going to ask the customer is going to say the prospect is going to say hey can you bring brad back in and you might be like oh i need to bring sally back in too because she's my yep. solution architect or whatever but they're going to be like, yeah, because we just want to hear like the real stuff. Like we, yeah. we get it. Like we want to yeah. see how it happens. And then, and, and you know, apologies because I feel like I preach this so much, but it's the sales team's like, wow, they're they're helping close these deals. And then you might be able to, especially with like the formalization of the PMOs and stuff like that. Like how let's let's work this out in real time. How what's the standard? sales length right is it a six month sale a nine month sale a three month sale like a average sale length yeah i would, I would say the closer to the six nine month sale we're, we're really focused on that that enterprise and sometimes longer than that yeah. so here's the and they're and they might be rolling over from a different system right right so yep. so you get into these things where it's like well our our other software ends uh you know we're, we're gonna not resign with our other vendor that ends 1231 because that's when yep. everybody's systems end in this industry right. and we need you to be up and running and going from there but you would work that back like well if you want to remove from right. from there but you're saying it without the commission aspect like yep. so that means we need to be live and implemented and ready by well maybe before thanksgiving or something like that right. so suddenly you're accelerating the deal to move forward because what you know if you're if the sales team's like, oh, well, we've got eight months to close this, and you're like, no, we actually got to kind of get, you know, in there now and start working yeah. on this. They're going to yeah. like, oh, yeah, thanks so much for bringing that to our attention instead of yeah. the, the worst case scenario for them, which is paying for both vendors. Because <laughs> we no know doubt. that occasionally happens when our things get delayed and then yes. that's all you hear is like, I'm paying for two systems right now and you guys suck absolutely. and all that stuff. So yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you and never I hear about 
I've, <laughs> and, I, and I would say we, we have, uh, you know, our, our team here, we have some people that really, really are differentiators in that process, their leverage. It's a, uh, it's another, it's another balance, right? Because, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you have to balance like, okay, the ability for, for these key resources to, to actually deliver um, and, and then to close. But uh, it, yeah, I think we're, we're in a good, we're, we're really in a good place right now with it. Obviously, we, we all know just like everything as we grow, it needs to be, yeah. it needs to be better. But I, I completely agree with you that non-commissioned and that real aspect of it. I mean, in our world, when we're talking, you know, uh, at the employee level, the, the the plant manager level, you know, people that understand and, and have worked in that for years, that's critical. And, and that's, yeah. that's the type of people we have on, on my team. That's great. We already went over your biggest win. So the other thing I'm like, was there anything that you thought, hey, I'm going to get in there, I'm going to do X and you just totally fell flat on your face on? I could talk about this all yeah. day, but <laughs> so don't yeah, feel Yeah, you know, so, so um, that, that was definitely the biggest win. The, the, I would say there's two Okay, so there's one fall flat on my face on, I would say, and it wasn't quite a fall flat on my face, but we're working through it. So, uh, you know, this is a, you know, Brad coming in with the, with his, you know, very kind of structured background and, okay, we're going to implement OKRs, um, you know, yep. you know, day, day one. And uh, we, we've made some tremendous strides on, on operational engagement, I'll call, and, and structures with, within our team. Um, it's primarily focused and driven by a by a, a world a remote remote working working world in COVID. So um, you know we I joined essentially right on the at the inception of, of our office closing. Yep. Um, we we have a great fantastic work environment. It's it's one of our differentiators as a customer here in Madison, Wisconsin, or as a, as an employer here in Madison, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. um, of which is a, a fantastic market for for, for great talent. And um, you know we we really had to differentiate. You know okay. What we could have done by going to, to Sally's desk, using your example, versus you know now utilizing Slack and having 80 Slacks and notifications in the hour. So we made some good strides on on the the, the operational component of that, making feel, people feel engaged. Where we where we really have to work towards is is you know our OKR process. And, mm -hmm. and in my mind, it it was so simple, it was so easy. We had the structures, and and then I and then um, you know I, I came from a, actually interesting. I didn't notice from before the world of. Um, coaching before I before I got involved in in uh, corporate life I mm -hmm. uh, I coached college football for a few years and oh, the saying there is yeah you, you you have a plan until you get punched in the mouth oh right um, exactly and, and, and that's that's how I would uh, describe my OKR plan and, and the, the nice pretty charts and in uh. review cadence that we had not only from from a way that we drive it but also from um, you know the what be, what is a priority you know sometimes beginning of Q4 radically can change for some people by, by the first month of Q4. So yeah. that's, that's somewhere that I'm, I'm really kind of putting some focus and some work on towards, towards 21. Yeah. Um, so if any, uh, if anybody has any ideas, let, let me know. Maybe we'll talk about that. I, I kind of back end them in as KPIs into the OKRs. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, I'm, I'm not thankfully managing right now, but yeah. uh, well, that's not exactly true, but, uh, um, but uh, OKRs are tough to align when you're getting every everything through. I, yeah. you know, it makes sense to me, but in the practical sense, it's kind of also where you are as an organization when things shift and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, having things for my team and being like, "Hey, you're here now. You need to get to here." Yep. I'm a little bit more like that, um, where where it's it's you're trying to help them out with their career and the things that they need to do, and let's get out of the subjective manner into some more objective yep. type of things like that. But uh, yeah. I don't want to bore the crap out of people on uh, on those <laughs> things. Um, yeah. 
So we went over, uh, you know, the, the, I'll give you one more losses. opportunity. Oh, sure. That I had. Yeah. That I yeah. had. So, cause I, I do like to always, and, and again, I think with, with the team and I like to personalize what we do, I'm, I'm a yeah. big believer in the idea of work-life integration, you yeah. know, as, as, as not, a, not as much on work-life balance. Right. Cause I do think like that I'm doing this. I genuinely enjoy this. This makes me excited. And, and yeah. my, my, you know, all, all that, the, the, the other, I'm not going to call it a fail, but the other opportunity I've had is, you know, you talk about difference between, you know, big four consulting and, and startup is, is the balance in a non-travel world from a work mm. perspective. Um, and so that's something, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely still figuring out is, is you know, um, so I, I moved my wife, a preg pregnant wife with a, with a one and a half year old from, um, from, from Indiana to Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and uh, we're still, still figuring out how do we, how do we kind of, um, how do I operate in such a way where, you know, we're, we're growing the shit out of what we're doing here. Cause that's yeah. not going to stop, yeah. but also make sure that I'm, I'm giving the right, you know, effort, energy and, and, and the right requirements at home. And what, what I've really learned throughout this, and, and this isn't a, a therapy session, but it's, it's an important lesson for me is, you know, I am much better when that family side is in a good place. Right. Oh, and there's been times where I've lost that balance in these first, yeah. you know, six, eight months that um that i've had to i've had to course correct and, and it's been an incredible lesson for me as a as yeah. a new father longtime husband but new father so yeah uh, that's another opportunity i have in this, you have to you have to keep it i remember um i did two hockey stick startup growths back to back yeah. over a 10-year period and um you know that started when i had just been married then we had kids and i just remembered my second daughter being like dad, why are you angry all the time? Now I wasn't angry all the time. Right, right. Focused face. Like you're at the yes. dinner table and you're thinking about your next meeting and all that stuff. Yep. And I was like, Oh man. And then, yeah, it's, it's a hard balance. So, yep. you know, and, and most people know what these are, it's a tough gig, like the whole services implementation, like it's, it's real life. It's, it's not the, it's not the fun marketing and the fun sales and, you know, they all have their hard components to it, but it's, yep. it's where the rubber meets the road and, and right. it's, and it's, it's a hard thing. So, um, Absolutely. no, that's, Absolutely. that's good. And, yeah. So my, my note to you, and I believe we touched this on one of our mentoring sessions where we just kind of shoot the shit, um, yep. which is, it's, it's probably um, knowing what your organization looks like uh, or what you're planning on. Um, just to give some some thoughts that we had talked about, is this is when you need to start building up the leadership of your functional areas because yeah. you're not going to be able to do everything and manage over mm -hmm. all these things um, and work 50, 60 hours a week. It's you, you might need somebody on, as a project management type leader or a yep. implementation lead type leader or maybe even somebody focusing more on sales and more on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Um, and bring those people along. You know, you're starting to bring one of your more senior people in to just shadow on some of right. these sales team uh, sales calls, and then give them a little speaking thing. I'm like, hey, by the way, I can't make the next one. Can you jump in there? Oh yeah, sure. You know, little things like that. Yep. Because otherwise, uh, I've lived this life for so long where the sales team, when they start recognizing the value that you bring you are essentially now a salesperson and yeah. managing people and you've got a, what 20 people or so or i can't remember yeah right. closer to uh we're, we're right between 25 and 30 yeah. right now and, and yeah so you need to give your team attention and provide them leadership yep. and if you're doing all the sales work and like oh you get the slack note like hey what you doing right now i'm on yeah, a call yeah. and oh crap i really need you to answer these questions like yeah it's you so see you, you're gonna 
you know, that, so that's what I recommend to, to everybody at this point in time. Otherwise, your team's going to feel like they're not getting talked to or you're yep. going to, I know you, you're a good, solid, upstanding citizen. So you're going to try and spread yourself so thin so you can make sure your employees feel like they're heard and everything. And so that's when you need to start kind of breaking yeah. it up into these, these, these component Great. teams. Yeah, and it's a great, um, great, great, great topic because you know, we've, we've talked about it in the past and actually just this week, um, I've announced kind of some formalities and, and put, put people in different positions where they can provide that, that increased level of, of oversight and, and focusing on two things, you know, and, and first and foremost, it's, it's kind of a better employee experience here for, for us at Endeavor because, again, we really focus on that being a differentiator for us when we, when we go to market. Um, but then the second piece is, is, you know, also focusing on, on customer quality. And I think, you know, now, so we've, we've established what I'll call kind of like a functional head leadership team um, that, that kind of structures everything from, from our architecture team, some of our, um, some of our kind of core business analysis and delivery, as well as, you know, some, some leadership around program and project management. And, and my team now, it, it seems, it seems very, very unique, but my, my direct reports, it, now five and and um it's interesting how like how different that feels than uh even even just like two or three days in right than uh, yeah. than the first few uh and, and i'll tell you the people the people need it because they um i mean when even when i am when i am spending time it's like you know it's more about you know specific tasks and or um uh, other items than than kind of the focus that's required so yeah completely Completely some, agree, and it'll sometimes it's more. also like, hey, listen, if you just want to vent, you can just vent, and then you're like, so, yeah. you know, ten minutes later, and then you're like, do you need me to take action on any of these things? They're like, yeah, no, exactly. just needed to vent. Like, totally good, because it it literally right. one of the things about being a you know a boss or a manager is that you turn into an armchair psychiatrist where people just kind of need yeah. you find out about everybody's you know when they're pregnant even before they can yep. announce it like you find out all this stuff and everything Absolutely. so it's it's a lot to manage so it's good that yeah. you're starting to do that so let's, let's do this I, I i know we can talk for hours so we're going to do this yep. as part one but um so if i was in pre-sales if i'm the customer prospect and brett oh uh, how, how long does it usually take you to launch a customer What's your, do you have a standard answer that you can say right yeah now? standard answer is is about 16 weeks we, we plan for oh, around 16 okay. weeks and we try to drive that down um, it, it'll it will vary you know the the, the follow-up answer to that is it varies based on you know what does your application ecosystem look like what's the size of your facility what's the complexity but you know we really drive the the, the 12 kind of 16 week stand up and, and we're really really focusing on on you know kind of how do we how do we optimize that both from a customer experience as well as a um uh a you know a, a delivery yeah. perspective as well so that, resource that that seems fast to me are you doing integrations or or that would add to or that would add to the so so we can do depending on the depending on the uh, ecosystem that we're integrating with we can do integrations within that 16 weeks here's the here's the big cusp right so so i didn't give you the the but um the, the but yeah. is yeah the, the, the but is, you know, we need some significant employee engagement or I'm sorry, customer engagement throughout that 16 week life cycle. Um, and, and that's that's really where kind of that, the, the cusp of that conversation comes. But if we're doing con complex integrations where we're actually having to do some development and, and some, some some pure design, um, which in many cases, you know, we we this is what we do. Right. We have a um, you know, we're as a point solution, we integrate with with with, you know, 
several key systems. We have experience integrating with those key systems. What really derails sometimes that, that timeline is some of the specific work rules associated with those. Yep. Um, but no, our target is our target is 16, and, I, and I'm telling you, we can generally provide value by by no short effort on on either end. Yeah. Uh, within those 16 weeks, and then That's awesome. when I say 16 weeks, I really I really look at that kind of to a to kind of a go live state. Um, we'll, we'll always have some kind of hyper care and some additional support required after that, but, sure. um, that's the goal. Our biggest, I would say there's, there's, um, you know, three kind of main contributors to, uh, um, uh, timeline shifts. One is what is your integration landscape look like and, and, and how will, what, what are the complexity of that? Sometimes we won't know that until, until we get into some, some kind of work rules. Mm -hmm. Second is, um, employee engagement or customer engagement so so how much time can we get with the with the experts are, on that note are you charging them are you charging your customer for implement yes you can just oh, yes yeah. no you don't have to tell me yes cost, but like yes, yes. yeah yep. that's one way i was just talking about this previously so it's like yes that you know if you're saying 16 weeks we turn into pumpkins then uh then yes suddenly you've got a lot more access to these people <laughs> so. we are yeah we are charging them but i'll be i'll be very uh i'll be very um you know, open and I, I'm I'm a firm believer of this because I'm in this for the for the long haul here endeavor. You know, we are our, our my goal and our goal is to get people on our product, right? Like we're we're not a services organization. We are a we are a product company that provides value through our product. Um, and then the third piece there is um uh, is is the cleanliness of, of data. I'll call oh, it on the just on the, the, on the, the <laughs> ETL just yeah. the you know, just the thing that can grind success yeah. to a halt is Absolutely. because everybody's got clean data, right? So, uh, yes, yes. And, and we're actually, we're taking a different, some of our enterprise customers are really taking kind of a different approach on how, um, how we manage that in terms of, of getting some pure kind of upfront engagement and, and defining that into our timeline such that, yes, we're 16 weeks of engagement or six, you know, Four to four to five months of, of pure engagement, but here's the upfront work, and here's what we would expect, et cetera, yep. et cetera, before we before full full engagement. But I, I, well, I say you know people, um, you know resources in the facility and engaging with with customers prior to kind of the the hypercare, we, we really kind of try to focus on that 16 weeks, and then obviously, very often we have both outliers on either end. So. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Let's see, what, uh, let's see if there's a, a nice breaking out point here. So we talked about the pre-sales. So now, I actually know the answer to this one. But uh, so now as you're heading into, uh, so we, we're recording this uh, middle of November. So yep. prepping for uh, end of year and then beginning of 2021. What's your big focus right now? Uh, big, yeah, big, big. Two big fo focuses. Um, one I won't spend as much time on because it's it's just part of, um, who we are and, and what we do, but it's, it's improving the shit out of our processes in a remote world. Um, you know, what, what I think, uh, what, what, what we've learned and I, I would imagine others have learned is, you know, the, the ability to go into a customer setting, um, and, and have that engagement with them in person is, is just flat out easier. And yep. when you have to do that through scheduled meetings and when you have to do that and define time windows and you have to do that without offering to take them for a beer or dinner afterwards. Yeah, it gets a little um, harder. <laughs> it, it gets a little harder, right? And exposes, it exposes the way you deliver. So, so yeah. really focusing on that. The, and the second piece and, and really, um, you know, the most important piece that, that my focus is on with the help of a lot of the team is, is finding really great people that are interested in growth and interested in what we're doing not only in Madison, Wisconsin, but distributed across yeah. the U.S. as well as globally. 
um, yep. and, and we're going to have some some hubs opening up here in in, uh, in different regions of the world as well as, as we grow. But but the key there, Jeff, is is people interested in growth and and in you know that that has this. I don't want not a hundred people that that uh, that that kind of like have that same weirdness that I have around it, but but just people that understand, hey, this is where we're at, this is what we yeah. where we want to be, and this is what it means. Yeah. And that what it means, I think, is the is a really critical component. Um, because to say, hey, I want to work for a growth company, that's one thing. But but to be in it, going back to the top of our discussion here, but to actually be in it, completely different. So that's... how do we find those people? How do we get them up to speed? How do we have them providing value really, really quickly? Yep. Um, and, and how do we do it over and over and over again in different different corners of the world? That's that is my focus. Um, that's our focus and, and exciting as hell. No, that's that's awesome. Almost a, a good place to drop off here, but I did want to answer yeah. ask one or two questions because it's been on my mind from my previous conversation. Yeah. What are what are especially now with COVID and everything? What are and we can just do this in a short thing. Uh, what are the tools are you using as a team to work with your customers? Is it like a Google Drive thing? Is it we talking smart sheets? You know. Yeah, we we um, we primarily our main customer interaction point is is smart sheets outside yeah. of the standard communication yeah. tools. So um, yeah, most of our most of our customers will will on day one be be engaging with with um, with smart sheets from uh, from an account perspective, and from there we can track you know project plan customer expectations, open issues, um, yep. we're, we're, you know, converting and then have converted to, to utilizing it for our scorecards. And so yep. as much as we can use in that collaborative environment, uh, yeah. the better. Yeah. there's other tools out there. I'm not going to be a, I'm not a, isn't an ad for, for smart sheets. Um, but, uh, but we've, we've found success with it. It's a, yeah. it's a tool that I adopted once I joined here. And, and I think it's certainly, uh, um, you know, beneficial. No, no we've use also the, use the best one that you use the tool that makes the job. Like, you know, if you only need 10 things to be done, you know, that's a, that's a quick spreadsheet, right? But yeah, if you've got yeah. all these interdependencies and things like that, and you can't do number 15 unless number seven's done, like, yeah, yeah. no, 100%. So. Yeah, absolutely. And then we use, we use, um, you know, so internally, obviously, we, it's separate, but externally, We've we've really been kind of learning and finding a value in in teams as a collaboration tool, oh, yeah. um, you know, both internally and externally. There, from there uh, a lot of, um, there's a lot of people so, using it now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, um, well, awesome. So let's do this, and I, there's so much to talk about. We'll definitely do a part two in, in, yeah. a, in a few weeks or months. But what I have, so I initially started this off as a as a music conversation, where I was like, hey, what do you listen to these days? Because the yeah. service that I use allows you to pull music in, and you know, I'm a big music fan. However, it turned into a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to okay. get into the, so I'm switching it now into, and I know you've got a little kids, but what has your COVID hobby been these days? Man. Um, I'm just assuming you know, you're baking bread and. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, so, so I would say two things. I have, I have tried to pick up more routine. Um, uh, so, so trying to pick up some more books. I've, I've, yeah. uh, I've kind of like, they can't be all process books, Brad. They can't be like, yeah, no, 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 like no, change I mean, management. I, <laughs> no, definitely not. I've weirdly gotten into um, uh, some like some some stoic writing uh, oh, around kind of Ryan like Hall what the uh, Ryan Holiday by chance. Yeah, Ryan Holiday. Oh, I've got, uh, and, and that getting... one a day thing is awesome. Yeah, like, it's just every yep. day. It's like, oh, it's May fifth. You should. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so you can read it, and then you have a, a three minute blurb. Yep. But then, and then even some of kind of like the classics around stoicism, I think, oh, really just deep. apply. Yeah. Um, yeah. they've been, have been fun, but then also just like, you know, stupid books, right. I, I, I you know, trying to engage, I, I have a couple of brothers, we're, we're reading some books together and, oh, awesome. um, in, uh, but, but then I really, any time that I'm not working, um, 
and I'm not, and I say reading, I'm not giving, I'm giving myself way too much credit. Um, I, I really am trying to, uh, to, to, to spend more time with uh, the, the toddler and the baby. So I have oh, a two-year-old soon, yeah. and then I have a eight-week-old. So um, as much time as I can spend with them, especially when the, when the phone's away, yeah. um, is really what I do. And, and honestly, what that looks like, and, and it, this, the simplicity of this is the, the most beautiful thing, right? There's a hill that's maybe a block away from my house yeah. that I can take my toddler to, um, and, and he can run up and down that hill, I'm telling you, for, for like a half hour to oh, an hour sure. yeah. and come home, take a nap. I mean, it's like that that's the type of stuff that really COVID has been, been yeah. to us. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, like, because I had yeah. kids with that same age spread, the two and the toddler thing. And that's a yeah. tough, <laughs> don't yeah. do it. No, um, yeah, yeah. but um, in paying attention to that two-year-old, it means so much to them. Because yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. otherwise, you know, then you start that, you know, the 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 the, the day that the, the baby was born was the worst day of a toddler's life and all that stuff. If you don't do yeah. that stuff, so well, that's yeah. that's amazing. So uh, such a a good character, Brad. I appreciate you, yeah. and I appreciate our interactions and, and coming on and, and doing this here. So hold on one quick second. I'm gonna okay. stop the recording. I'm gonna get Fantastic. some details to put into the post and everything for you. And uh, anybody that's listening, um, we'll talk to Brad at a, again shortly. So here we go. Let me just hold on one second. Thanks, Jeff.